Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Everything is Tragic with Hilary Star. I am your host, Hilary Star. Welcome guys to a brand new episode. I got a little fuzz from the sweater. Um, hi, welcome to a brand new episode. Um, today is going to be a fun topic and a rather scandalous topic. Um, yeah, today we're going to talk about my journey as a content creator and, um, how I started, how it's been going, sorry, I have a fuzz from my sweater and it's bothering me, how it started, how it's going, am I quitting, what's my future as a content creator, am I having fun, do I feel lonely, the answer to that is yes, Um, and why is there a helicopter flying so close to my home right now as I'm filming. (laughs) Please give me a second. As I was saying, today we're going to talk about my content creator journey, the friends I've made, the the friends I've lost. It's, I'm not going to name any names, how it's like to work with brands, doing sponsorships. We're going to get to all that stuff. And then I also asked you guys on my Instagram to ask me your burning questions and also send me some of your hottest takes about um, influencers and content creators. So we're going to get to all that like towards the end. I'm going to start off with kind of like my story and my overall opinion of what this lifestyle is all about. Um, Make sure you're following me on all my social media platforms uh, and let's get right into this video or podcast episode. (laughs) Sorry. So I guess we can start right in the beginning. I feel like that's every episode. When it comes to every episode, we got to start right at the beginning, uh, humble beginning. So Let's go back to 2020, where I was deep in the bowels of depression. Um, Honestly, it's gotten worse since then. But deep in the bowels of uh, depression, because this was during lockdown. This was during like the the George Floyd protests. Um, This was like the height of how bad shit was getting in the world. And there was a point where also Andrew was deployed in the Middle East. He was in the army and I was at home all by myself. There was a point where my sister came to stay with me for about three months, which was great. Um, But then uh, Andrew came back home and this was around like September ish where I had posted my first video that went viral. And I was posting on TikTok for a while before then, just kind of like very casually, nothing like I wasn't thinking of anything. Um, and I was like, you know what? I like hopefully one of my videos do blow up because then I can kind of make a, cre- a career out of it. So I posted my first video that went viral and that was a movie reaction to the movie Inside Out. And that was unbelievable like that was the most like moment where I was like taken aback I was like what is happening because I posted it not thinking anything of it and I kind of like stood back and watched the views go up like it was like a hundred thousand and this was when the TikTok algorithm was in favor of people back then because there weren't a lot of people trying to be creators so everybody was going viral so that was a perfect time to go viral like a lot of my friends um started their careers as content creators during the pandemic during the lockdown where everybody was on tiktok and i posted that video and i saw the views going up and i was like what is happening here and it was like me just reacting to the movie and crying my eyes out i have not seen the movie 
since I posted that video because that movie fucking destroyed me. But um, anyway, so I, I posted it and Andrew was like, babe, like you can be a content creator. You can make money doing this. And I was like, I know. But at the same time, like, what are the chances? Like, what, what are the odds that like I'm going to be, you know, the next TikToker, you know? And he was like, you know, you never know until you try. And this was during the time where I was actually looking for jobs and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life because previously I worked for Yelp and you guys already know my story with Yelp. Um, if you didn't watch my previous episode, <laughs> the fuck are you doing here? Go back, go back one episode. And if you didn't watch that episode, go further back to the first one. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was working for Yelp, super toxic workplace and I quit they wanted me to come back on my birthday. Nonetheless, they emailed me and they're like, we're ready for you to come back. And I'm like, I'm ready to gouge my eyes out. What the fuck are you doing? Emailing me on my birthday. I started crying. I was like with my parents and I was like crying. And I was like, I don't want to go back. And my dad understood my pain. My mom didn't. She was like, it's a job. Get over it. And I'm just like, oh God, if only you knew the shit I went through at this job. But anyways, so then I, um, I was like, I wanted to work in marketing or social media. My dream was to work at like an office in a high building in Manhattan. That was always like my end game, like my goal. But then I started noticing a shift in my own behavior where I was like, I think I want to do social media. So then I saw that video go viral. It got, it went up to like three, four million views and it just kept going up in views. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, this feels nice. I'm like, this feels really nice. And um, the feeling that you get when a video goes viral, you get the biggest rush of like serotonin, like your endorphins are like rushing through your body. And like, every time you open the app, it's like 7,000 new followers, 8,000 new followers. And then it's like 3,000 comments. I'm like, oh. I'm like, this feels great. I want to do this. So then after that, I posted another reaction because I was like, this is clicking with people. My background, I went to school uh, for marketing. I, I got a bachelor's in marketing. So I feel like I've come far enough in my career as a content creator because of my skills and like knowing marketing and my favorite form of marketing is consumer behavior, studying how people get... Um, you know, like how people get marketed towards and how they behave towards advertisements and all this stuff. So like, not that I'm like an advertisement, but like, I'm pretty much selling myself to you guys. I'm selling myself, my personality, my, you know, my, my, my videos, every video I do, I try to do so that way it goes viral. Unfortunately, that's the mindset that you have to go in with, especially now with the algorithm. Oh my God, we'll get into all that stuff. But uh, especially when like the algorithm is against you, you really have to start getting even more creative, but we'll get into that. I'm going to go through my journey as like, kind of like how I started and the friends that I've made. And then I'll go into like my, my little stepping stones, like the hard parts of being a content creator. <sighs> Sorry. So I, so I started posting more movie reactions and this was when I started noticing a pattern I was like okay so people really like these movie reactions and so I started posting like in the comments I'm like send me your movie reactions what else do you guys want me to watch 
I'll watch anything at this point. And people would send me their recommendations. And then that started a series. And then October came around and I started posting for Halloween. All these horror movie reactions. Before it was like a crying series. And then it turned into me reacting to um, scary movies for the ho- for Halloween. And, th- and, and then any movie that came out that was like semi-viral... I would react to it. So that is what initially started up my following. So I guess like my piece of advice for this segment, for you, if you want to start with a content creating career, um, my best suggestion would suggestion would be try anything out. Try anything out that you find interesting and whatever sticks, whatever you notice is getting the most traction, go for it. Just keep going with it. Don't milk it you know, tease it out a little bit because that's what I do with my cooking videos. Because if I posted two cooking videos a week, which is what a lot of people want, I get DMs all the time. People ask me, when are you doing another cooking video? I'm like, I just posted one yesterday. I, I'm I'm holding off until like maybe next week um, to post a new one because um, you can't just, you know, this is like one of those marketing tactics. You can't just constantly post the same thing that you know is going to do well because eventually it's going to die out you want to tease it to people you want to like once a week or once every other week once every three weeks but then you do run the chance of like if you take that long it'll become irrelevant but if it if it's gained so much traction to where people find it so interesting that they have to come back you have to give them a reason to come back in those videos so Moving on with my journey, I I did the movie reactions, and then after that, what did I do? Okay, so I'm actually scrolling through my TikTok to see where my journey has been taking me. First of all, I had such beautiful long hair. Where the hell is that hair? I would love to know. But um, yeah, so then I was doing the movie reactions, and after a while, I kind of was like, okay, they're not doing as well as they used to, let me stop. But then I started doing series reactions. I was reacting to um, like shows, like my first big one that got a lot of views was uh, The Bridgerton. And that one did really well. And so I was like, oh, you know, that was that was good. And I wanted to do beauty. That was like after my movie reaction stuff. I remember I really wanted to get into makeup and fashion because I really started posting on social media way back in 2016 when I used to work at Sephora and I wanted to be like a beauty guru and um obviously I'm not a beauty guru but I really wanted to be one of those and I had a YouTube channel way back in 2016 never took off but um honestly it's it's for the best that it didn't take off because I did not look human back then the way I did my eyebrows back then no absolutely not so I'm noticing here like this pattern like so I was doing uh, movie reactions but I was also like doing Ulta trips I was doing makeup looks they weren't getting views I started really getting into doing clean cleaning videos like ASMR cleaning videos because I started seeing um, a lot of them on TikTok and I was like oh these are because if you don't know me I love cleaning it's like it's a blessing and a curse because it's one of those things that I will not go to sleep until my house is spotless, like not a dish in the sink type of spotless. And again, it's a blessing and a curse, but um, honestly, I'm okay with it because I can't work in a mess. Are you guys like that too? Like if my house is messy, I can't sit down and like answer an email. I can't sit down and watch TV or, you know, do a TikTok video. Like I cannot focus if 
if if my house is a mess um so yeah so i started doing that i would like tease in a few movie reactions here and there but i was not doing them as frequently as i used to and then eventually my video started going down in views because i went to dr in 2020 and i noticed that like my views started going down and that's kind of when i started coming back to reality where i was like oh so the glory days of getting so many views that doesn't last for that long right and i'm just like i'm scrolling right now through my tiktok god damn i had such nice hair um where i started realizing that you know the views don't stay forever the relevancy goes away after a while and you have to constantly reinvent yourself so this is kind of where like my journey takes a new face where i start doing a lot of organization videos um i start doing trader joe's hauls I tried incorporating Andrew into a few videos, but like he just wasn't, he just wasn't about it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, no, these videos really got no views. Yeah. And I was like trying my best to stay relevant because that's kind of like what happens to you at some point. The relevancy becomes such a big part of your life that you will do anything to stay relevant. And like, I've never done anything like stupid or like drastic or super controversial that like would um, equate to me becoming relevant. It was more like just posting every day religiously, uh, doing videos that like aren't my favorite, like certain haul videos, certain makeup videos. Like I love doing makeup videos, but they weren't like my all time favorite thing to do because they weren't getting that many views until I posted a video of me getting <laughs> curtain bangs. Um, that video kind of blew up a little bit. And then, um, and then shortly after I started doing the Bridgerton reactions, uh, from what I'm seeing here. And then that started doing well. I did more cleaning videos. And then I started kind of finding my way when I posted, uh, when I, when I, the least effort that goes into a video is the video that does the best. And that's something that I've noticed. So that's why I don't put so much energy into a video anymore. If I do, it's, it's a cooking video. It's a video that I know is going to do well, but this algorithm has become so, it's become such a war zone lately that it's like everybody's fighting tooth and nail to stay relevant, that they will like follow any trend, they will do anything, and listen, if there's one thing that I consider a flex, it's the fact that I don't follow any trends. I, you know, I, I'm pretty unique. And that's something like, even if I did follow a trend, it was like a sound, a TikTok sound. And like, I'll do like one video here and there, but those videos never really stuck with me. Like they never actually did well, which was funny because it's like, it's a trending video and people that usually do the trending videos end up going viral. So why wasn't I going viral? And I think it was because I had a big follow, like my following was growing. And so usually when you do trends, like it just, it's not really in your favor. I don't know. That was just my experience. And then came the cooking videos. Sorry, that was my dog shaking his head. The famous cooking videos. So how that started, the first meal I made was a Dominican like rice and beans. And then what that turned into was me incorporating an accent for the next cooking video that I made. And it was like, was it a British accent? I don't know. But then the next one was me doing like a very posh, very like Professor McGonagall like accent where it was like 
very like oh welcome back to cooking with Hillary like it was just very like you know posh and this is where like my marketing tactics came into play these were videos that were doing well and I was like how am I going to get people to come back how am I going to get people to be like I have to keep watching these videos because there's something about them that makes me come back for more it's millennial humor at the end of the day just me cooking with a very cringy British accent how do I make it less cringy how do I make it funny how do I make it to the point where people quote it every time they see me or every time uh, people walk up to me and then came in the lemon pepper steppers and the the violent Hillary because I if you watch like my earlier cooking videos I would do Hillary and it was like honestly the way I came up with that it was like I wanted to be like a like a corny cooking show where it's like very like posh and very like organized and well done and then it was like me looking to the extra camera on the side being like Hillary and then I was like what if in the next one I do it more short and like more like don't say the h just kind of be like eh, and just sound a little more a little more chaotic because if there's one thing that people love on the internet it's chaos people love chaotic energy on TikTok so that's what I started doing. I I started making it more aggressive. Um, and then the lemon pepper steppers. Lemon pepper is one of my favorite seasonings of all time. Also, keep in mind, I did not invent lemon pepper steppers. I invented the dance, the little dance that I do. But I did not invent lemon pepper steppers. People ask me, like when people tag me and they're like, oh, they're taking lemon pepper steppers away from you. I'm like, no, I didn't invent that. It was just... When I said, let like, and make sure to always include your lemon pepper steppers, it was me including the spice, but because I'm doing the dance, I always say lemon pepper steppers. So it's not me taking, you know, I'm not taking credit for it. It's just something that I've incorporated into myself. Um, but it's not something that I always say like, oh, I invented that. No, because it's definitely out there when you see those tiktoks of people with ugly shoes <laughs> when you see the people with the ugly shoes um and you, you always see the lemon pepper steppers uh, like it's it's not that they're taking it from me a lot of people always tell me they're like oh my god they're taking it from me i'm like no trust me they're not i didn't invent that i did not invent that um so yeah so the cooking videos were thriving and then i don't know if you guys remember i was doing the coffee in 60 seconds video that is one of those videos where it's like I can only do it so much before it becomes less and less funny um, because I genuinely couldn't make a coffee in 60 seconds until recently and then when I started being able to actually make the coffee in 60 seconds it became less funny and less fun to do it so I kind of just stopped doing those I do I sometimes do like organization videos cleaning videos people love those um, and then when the cook with the cooking videos if you go back to like the first one, you see it's like posh, very elegant, very like what's the grandma from the Prince's Diaries, you know, the uh, Genovia, all that good shit to an unhinged crackhead British woman that like cannot control herself and gets nauseous at the sight of chicken. Um, and that's exactly what I've made my brand to be. It's just very chaotic energy. And I've noticed sorry if you hear my dogs barking or anything there's an electrician guy just casually walking around 
sorry. My window is right next to a hill, which is easily accessible to anyone walking their dogs and or anything. So when people walk by, they walk right next to me and I'm like seeing that, but you have to be walking really close to my window. And homeboy, I think he's checking some boxes or something. Some, oh, he's from Spectrum. Anyways, um, so yeah, so then my chaotic energy is my brand like that's i've and that's the thing like i've always been like that i've never been a very calm person i've always been someone that's been like the loudest and like the most chaotic person in a group and honestly i've grown to accept it i've been the person with like the loudest laugh the most obnoxious laugh um and that's something that i've come to terms with i'm like you know what this is who i am i remember when i wanted to be like very like calm and like aloof and very nonchalant back in middle school there was a phase where i wanted to be very quiet i wanted to be the quiet mysterious girl this was also the time that twilight had come out and i wanted to be bella um i was gonna say bella thorne <laughs> but you know what i mean i wanted to be miss bella swan but that was um that was just not happening with my personality trait with the way my family is I just couldn't be very quiet and kept together like I was very exaggerated and loud and honestly I'm okay with that um so moving on with uh the content so then it's like very sporadic like random videos that just did well and that was that's like pretty much it for like the journey where I am right now with my TikTok space it's uh I'm kind of in the form of reinventing myself. I'm in the I'm in the stage of figuring out what's my next move because TikTok right now. So now we're going to get into kind of like the cons. Um also the people I've met, that's not the cons, the pros. I've met some amazing people. Like I became best friends with Hiram, uh my my baby uh Carlos. I love you so much, you little bit. Um from Puerto Rico. Um you know, I met some great people, Erica Priscilla, Rod, like I, I've met so many amazing people and these people are, it's like such a different type of friendship because you're meeting them online. Um, who else? Like I, Drew, oh my God, sweetheart and uh, her sister Dazen. I love her so much. We share so much in common. It's so funny. And like when I meet, when I met these people, like you meet them online for at first. So you're only going based off of what you see on their social media platforms and what you see in person. And I'm so happy to admit that every person that I've met online, they are exactly who they say they are on like in person. Um, now when it comes to influencers that I've seen on social media, that I'm not friends with, that I met in person, they're usually like, I'm like, oh, okay, they're kind of cool. Like, I would be friends with them. Or I'm just like, oh, you're a fucking bitch, aren't you? You really, God, you really make social media your whole personality. And um, I saw that play out at VidCon. I think I said this before um, in my in the past two episodes. Uh, yeah, I went to VidCon and you really got to see influencers in their true nature and that was like a very superficial very like let's see who i can one up in this space and i'm just like guys at the end of the day we can have zero viewers and we will all be the same in the same spot like we would be just as irrelevant as the next person so let's i'm sorry my dog sees the electrician coming up to the window 
and he wants to be with the electrician it's every time i sit down to film that like electricians decide to come maintenance men decide to mow the grass and like leaf below the leaves it's just it's a great day but anyways we're just gonna we're just gonna power through we're gonna power through because it's gonna get dark out very soon but um yeah no so i was at vidcon and like seeing these influencers in their true nature i was like this is this is an experience that everybody should experience because a lot of these influencers have this persona that they're so authentic and like genuine and it's always the most authentic and genuine content creators that you see online but i don't know about you but i can spot those fake ones a mile away those those fake genuine ones like the ones that have this persona where they're like the people in the comments are like oh my god i wish i was your friend you're so genuine from the moment i see them i'm just like i don't know there's something about you that gives me fake bitch and then i meet them in person and i'm like so you are a fake bitch and i'm not gonna say names but listen just think of like some of the most genuine uh content creators out there that you were kind of like feeling like eh, maybe this person isn't as genuine as they, as they said they were, you're probably right. Always follow your, your intuition. No, but there are some people that like have this perception about like content creators that genuinely are genuine as like having a persona and being fake. And I'm just like, listen, your people skills must be off because there's something about like someone pretending to be genuine. Like you can just tell that they're putting a character on because they're in front of a camera. But people like, people like me, Brittany Broski, Drew, uh, my friend Carlos, my friend Hiram, like these are all people that, like Erica, these are all people that you can definitely tell that this is how they are. This is how, this is who they are to their core. They're genuine, they're funny, they're hot, hello, and you can't tell me anything different from so this is why i sometimes don't like going to influencer events because that's literally what it is it's a fashion show it's it's high school it's you go and the only reason why i go is to get free shit and free food and free drinks and also like for the experience i like going to influencer events but meeting the influencers that i'm not really friends with it's always a fucking competition and listen i'm not one to entertain these influencers that want the limelight on them you want me to give you attention bitch i'm not the one i i do not have time to entertain people like that like that was me uh, when i went to vidcon and these fucking content creators that like are so popular that had like a posse with them i'm like oh my god this is like high school i had to pause because i just coughed so violently like as if like one of the little hairs from the sweater just went down my throat and almost tried to kill me imagine dying because of a sweater um so yeah, so like some of these influencers had like posses and like they wanted you to look at them. They wanted the attention. Um, but listen, I, I don't know if it's because I grew up in New York. I really don't give a fuck. I, I'm one of those people that like, yeah, I always ask for validation from other people and I have the absolute worst people pleasing tendencies. But if there's one thing I know not to do is please people that like act like they're the shit because you're not going to get that from me. I cringe too hard at it. It's like, you look ridiculous. But anyways, moving on past the influencers. Um, so like just being a content creator in general is not hard. So let's, let's talk about like this whole spectrum of people loving to compare being a content creator to being a nurse. This is like where I can also talk about the whole Michaela situation. If you don't know, Michaela is 
probably one of the biggest makeup influencers in the world right now so i might be missing a few topics but we're gonna focus on like the ones that i feel like need to be spoken about so i'm gonna talk about this michaela situation that um because it's very relevant to content creator culture and how the audience likes to interact i feel like people regular people i'll include myself as well we tend to have these parasocial relationships with influencers, celebrities, uh, musicians, like, you know, all these people. And, you know, like me personally, like when Nick Jonas was dating, who was it? Miley Cyrus? Was it Miley Cyrus? You know, the era of the Jonas Brothers. Um, I hated her. I was like, I felt like I was in a relationship with Nick Jonas and I was so mad that he was getting with with that bitch. And I was so mad. But, you know, obviously now I don't give a fuck. Um yes i do but so like we we tend to have like these parasocial relationships with celebrities and influencers and i think the difference with influencers and celebrities is the fact that influencers are more reachable and we are more accessible than celebrities so i feel like it's easier for people to cross a line and like cross boundaries that are established by the creator um by making assumptions by saying things out of pocket like out of line that like you wouldn't say to them in their face um and i can kind of tie in like you know how i deal with hate and how i deal with not even hate but also people that don't know you know there are certain things you don't say there are certain things that shouldn't come out of your fucking mouth you know keep it to yourself because you wouldn't say that to me in person, but just because I'm an influencer, it doesn't mean we're friends. I say I love you guys, I say I care about you guys, but honestly speaking, I don't know you guys. I don't know you guys in person. I love, I have love for you guys. Like when I see you guys in person, when you guys walk up to me, it's it's an experience where like the way I hug you guys is how I would hug my my sister or something. Like it genuinely fills me with so much happiness that like, yeah, I do have a lot of love for you guys, but some people tend to cross that line and i have a lot of content creator friends that like will talk about these issues um about people crossing the line and it's something that i feel like you as the viewer you as the audience member you as as someone who loves content creators and celebrities you kind of have to take these mental notes with you so the whole michaela situation um if you guys don't know it was she had posted a video um about something and then someone commented you know try working a nine to five uh because like they were saying that being a content creator isn't hard and she responded with um you know try waking up at six in the morning and sitting through like so and so many meetings so like first of all let's let's backtrack a little bit let's not go ahead and start hounding her and saying like she sounds so entitled first of all you have to take into account what is she going through in that moment yeah she might have been a little naive because you also have to think this was the beginning stages of her career as a content creator so it was a little more cutthroat it was a little more fighting to the top and i think she was still working at ulta so and also someone was coming at her telling her that what you're doing that is not a job and it very much so is i am sick and tired of people assuming that because i'm a content creator that i don't have a job i'm not clocking in every morning at 9 a.m but i am sure as hell putting in some work to get to where i am today the meetings i have to sit through the the contracts that get signed for when i do sponsorships 
what the fuck is that? You have to abide by laws. They go through lawyers before they get to me. It's like I have a manager, someone that like, um, I love my manager, someone who like helps me get sponsorships. Like I am a walking billboard at the end of the day. Content creators are walking billboards. Um, because I, I tell you this sweater is from old Navy, uh, and someone's going to be like, link, please. (laughs) Where'd you get this? Um, so yeah, so Michaela was talking about this situation, uh, and you know, speaking about like, you know, try being a content creator. And it's like, I understand where her frustration came from. I don't think she meant it as like, it's the hardest job in the world, but she was responding to someone who was downplaying everything that she was working hard for. So I a hundred percent understand where, where she was coming from. And people took that, mind you, this was two years ago. People took that video and started, it was the cringiest thing in the fucking world. Uh, people were using it as a sound and putting videos of nurses working during COVID. I'm just like, are y'all fucking stupid? First of all, nobody's comparing being a content creator to being a nurse. Second of all, okay, remove us, remove the humble creators from the other creators that do complain about the smallest shit about being a creator, like the James Charles of the world, like the, the, the really big content creators that you see them truly complaining just to complain and to get attention. Um, but don't include the humble creators like myself in that. Let me tell you guys one thing. Being a content creator is not hard. It is not hard to sit or stand, make a 30 second video, post it, wait for the engagement and interact. It is not that fucking hard. It is mentally hard. It is mentally challenging. It is, um, completely it's such a different job because this is something that we've never seen before. This is a job that didn't even exist maybe 15 years ago. And this is a brand new career space that people are still discovering, that brands are still discovering. Because let me tell you, some of these brands do not know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to sponsorships. My God. But um, yeah, people don't understand that like, being a content creator is so much more than just posting videos. Not only are you your own marketing associate, you are also your own advertiser. You are your own accountant. You're your own personal shopper. You're your own makeup artist, um, your own account manager, your own editor, your own videographer. Like You are your sole product and you are in charge of doing everything yourself. So when you are going through something mentally, but you still have to post that campaign video. Oh, you got to get every ounce of happiness out of you to make that campaign good because you're getting paid to do a service for a comp for a brand. And I hate this concept that people say content creators get paid too much money. I'm like, excuse me, do you know how much advertisers pay? Do you know how much companies pay advertisers to make TV commercials for billboards? Honey, <laughs> We get paid nothing compared to some of these billboards. We are the cheaper option. Content creators are such a cheaper option for these brands. And I don't think people fully understand that idea. So let's get that through our heads. Um, Also, working with brands is a lot of fun, I will say. But there is like something to be said with brands not 
being up to date with things and just because they have a social media team they think that they're so up to date with you know campaigns and stuff i've had campaigns where they've asked some of the most cringy shit out of me and i'm like you do know that that's not my audience and that's where like marketing comes into play because you can have a certain um campaign idea for for me but at the end of the day it's what my followers know about me and like i'm not gonna act a certain way for a campaign because my followers are gonna know this is too much of a commercial it's too much of an ad the way i do my ads the way i do my sponsorships i do like a parody on like those very well put commercials and i incorporate an accent here and there um very very dry humor you know so i'm like i feel like i'm jumping all around but yeah back to the whole michaela thing uh the fact that like people were hounding her for something that she said two years ago that's something that we also have to face as content creators we are put under such a huge microscope forget the fact that we are our own accountants directors producers editors um we're also in the public eye of hundreds of thousands if not millions of people to see and criticize and literally look at every single action you do pick it apart take it out of context and literally make you feel this big and luckily i have the personality to be on social media because i don't give a fuck what you have to say to me i have it because it's weird i have people pleasing tendencies but if there's one thing you're not going to do is i'm not going to be phased if you try to um call me ugly call me fat call me whatever you want once you start questioning my character that's where we have a problem because there's nothing more degrading and hurtful to your reputation and to yourself than someone making an assumption about you um and putting it as a comment especially if you're a public figure like that's where it's like you cross the line don't don't fucking talk shit on me when you know nothing about me um i had this happen when i posted a self-tanning video i said in the video i don't want to get too dark because i would look like a streaky hot mess and um this girl took it upon herself to try to be like you know some fucking soldier of the woke um far left or whatever and she was like uh yeah this is colorist this is racist and i'm like okay i was like do i interact with this or do i just do i just not interact with it so i responded and i was like what are you talking about she was like it's not right that you said that because that's racist i'm like the fact that you have that mindset you might be racist <laughs> per ended her um yeah no but like people making assumptions about your character is something that is very dangerous so like if you're watching this please be careful with your words when you comment on content creators posts and videos because you can be doing a lot of damage to their reputation now if it's like some james charles motherfucker and you're just like yeah you like little kids are you wrong no i really don't care um <laughs> but like people that like genuinely mean no harm and they get like these comments that like they're racist they're this they're that i'm just like and y'all know nothing about them and look at you guys running around with these assumptions it's it's wild and it's very dangerous um to be in this space especially in an era where you get picked apart for saying you don't like fucking mcdonald's like it's like you will get picked apart for the smallest shit um and that's that's i blame tiktok i blame tiktok and the sensitive side of gen z because 
Gen Z is like the best generation and the worst generation. They are the young boomers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Like Gen Z is my favorite generation because y'all are unbelievably powerful. You guys have the power to move mountains, but you guys also have the power to get so butthurt about everything and millennials too. But the pattern that I've been seeing, the reason why this is so much more prevalent is because more and more Gen Z is on social media. Um, and it's it's just wild because I'm like, yeah, I understand that there's a lot of bad shit out there, but not everybody is out to get you guys, okay? Not everybody is a bad person, but whatever, moving on, moving on. And I'm not saying this as like a jab to Gen Z. It's more of a, a big sister kind of because I'm a cusp. I would say I'm a cusp. I'm 95. Uh, people call me Gen Z, but also millennial because I relate to millennial more than Gen Z. Um, my, my sister's a Gen Z, Z. My, some, some of my best friends, friends are Gen Z's, Z's. like, we, 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 we need to do better as a society, like, come on. Okay, so I'm gonna get to some of your burning questions and hot takes on content creating and content creators, um, and I'm, I'm keeping this episode semi-short, I could really go on forever talking about this, I can make a part two if you guys want me to, you guys can let me know, um, because I feel like I haven't even covered half of the content creator space. Uh, but I do want to get into the questions because I got quite a few and I want to answer some of these uh, because I feel like it would kind of cover some of the things that I haven't spoken about. But I could still make longer episodes of, I could still make a longer version of the of this episode. Okay, you guys know what I get, uh, what I mean. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so for the first question, with being a content creator, do you have to fit a certain criteria, audience, etc.? Um no, you, you don't have to. It's it's solely based on your personality and the type of person that you are uh, and what you want to get into. Like if you want to get into comedy, just be yourself. If you want to get into fashion, just be yourself. If you want to be a beauty guru, just be yourself. Um, you don't have to have like a certain personality. You don't have to have ex like fancy lights, a fancy camera. Like uh, I don't know if that's what you mean by like criteria, but you really just need your phone and some semi-good lighting and talent and a personality and you'll be just fine even if you don't have personality people with no personalities do just fine on tiktok <laughs> but um yeah so the next question what do you use to edit as a beginner what is the cheapest or possibly free editing app so when it comes to short form content like uh, like TikTok videos or Instagram reels, you can use apps like InShot. I love InShot. It's very easy to use. It's free. Um, they do have like a membership, but I think it's like $7 a month or six. I don't know. It's super cheap. Uh, iMovie. iMovie is free and it's also available on the iPhone and Mac. Um, when it comes to long form, content like podcast episodes or youtube videos i use final cut pro um and that program is a little on the pricey side um but it's definitely worth it because it's it's an amazing amazing program um next question is how do you get inspiration motivation to start something like a youtube channel well that has to come from in here the hot um finding the motivation to actually post anything like even if it's just like a tiktok video um the way i find motivation is kind of like putting myself in a position of like where i would be if i if i did everything that i said i would do in regards to my being 
consistent with my content and posting videos on time and posting daily and staying relevant like I always picture myself like where I could be and that kind of pushes me and also seeing my content creator friends like getting far getting spreads in magazines and um, getting articles written about them and um, getting all these opportunities that I'm like that could be me if I just push it only takes that one video to go viral you know so it's it's the way that that that's kind of how I push myself to post anything to be honest um what type of mindset should someone have to be a content creator I don't feel like it's subjected to a specific mindset but I do feel like you need to have a pretty motivated and goal-oriented mindset when it comes to wanting to be a content creator because if you have no motivation to be a content creator trust me it is not going to go well for you and that's something that I had to come to terms with because for a while I was having zero motivation to like post, to interact or anything. And I started noticing a decline in my views, in my analytics. Like it was, it was really weighing down on my engagement and on me. So you have to really um, always stay not, not like toxic positivity, but you have to be positive because if you <clears throat> just do nothing but become negative and like say all these negative things about yourself like oh i'm never gonna get this like this isn't gonna get any views like what i do every time then it's going to be your downfall it's gonna be what brings you down in the end and that's something that i need to learn how to do as well okay next question when you are feeling burnt out or drained what is your motivation to continue putting out content so it's kind of like the same previous uh, questions but burnout is probably a kryptonite for many content creators because it's something that's so inevitable at one point because you're pushing out so much content you're distracting yourself by posting content and then eventually that shit catches up to you you like don't know what to post you run out of ideas you get overwhelmed you are you're going through something you're either stressed or anxious or you get depressed and then that just starts becoming like a domino effect of where your trajectory is going with your content so you start putting out less content or you put out really shitty content that's usually what happens to me my videos have very little effort and you can definitely tell um but again the way i find motivation is like if i don't post i'm not gonna get far and also i won't get sponsorships equaling uh me not getting paid because this is my full-time job and this is what I use to put food on the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I, I really try to focus on my end, my end game goal always whenever I feel lack of motivation. Um, what was your first camera? Do you use your phone for most of your videos? So for TikTok, I use my phone. And I have an old phone like an I think it's an iPhone 11 or something that I never turned like gave back to T-Mobile so I use that to film sometimes because my regular phone doesn't have any storage so um if you're someone that's starting content creating if you have a spare phone I would use a spare phone because there's nothing worse than like shooting content and getting that notification that there's no storage because it is fucking it is mind-boggling it is so frustrating um and my first camera is this one this is the canon eos t7i camera i love this camera um i remember buying it because i wanted to get into photography 
but also because sorry also because i i knew that i wanted to do videos um i've always been someone that liked recording um since i was young i always liked recording my sister and i um doing like skits and shit like it was just i i grew up with the camera being on my face so i was like eventually i'm gonna want to do videos so i'm just gonna i'm gonna buy a camera this camera was i think 800 something dollars um not yeah it was pretty expensive but she's she's going strong um <clears throat> she's my rock <laughs> Uh, next up, how do you come up with authentic video ideas? Love your videos and thanks for being you. Aw, thank you. Um, so authentic video ideas, honestly, they come up at the most random times and it'll be like, I'll be driving and I'll have to pull over so I can quickly put it because on my phone, I have on my home screen, I have a notes app and um i have my video ideas there so anytime i get an idea i just click on it and i just write whatever it is and most of the time when i'm about to shoot it i don't even know what the video idea is because i just write i type it the way i think it and sometimes it doesn't even make sense um so the way i come up with authentic video ideas it's really just like sporadic it's out of nowhere or sometimes if i force it out of me i think you know what's something that i go through on a daily basis or what's something that i've been going through recently that's like funny that can be relatable things that other people can relate to because that's a good way to get um you know engagement and at the end of the day you can still be authentic but also think about you know how is this video going to perform because at the end of the day engagement does matter no matter how much you try to think it doesn't no matter how selfish you might think a content creator is for thinking that engagement is important like for us it's it's a lot it it's a lot to us <laughs> and every time i talk to my content creator friends about engagement and we just talk so much shit because it's just like when the algorithm changes on any of these platforms whether it be instagram tiktok it's just like it really takes a toll on us it's it's bad Okay, next question. Do you get recognized a lot in public? Lately, I have been, and I've been loving every single minute of it. Uh, last time I got recognized was, I think, two days ago. Um, it was at Target. Someone walked up to me. They were like, are you Hillary Starr? I'm like, yeah. And then he was like, my friend is over there. She loves your videos, but she's hiding. She's nervous. I'm like, oh my god. You guys have no idea. Like, if you're in New York or if if I ever travel and you guys meet me, do not be afraid to walk up to me. Like, just because I have a resting bitch face doesn't mean that I don't want people to approach me. Um, I love when people walk up to me and recognize me because it's one of those validating feelings that I feel because I make videos for my pleasure, but I also make videos because you guys love my videos and the messages I get of you guys saying how much my videos have helped you guys mentally and, um, how it's helped you get through a lot of things in your lives and i know that to be a fact because i'm like that with you know the h3 podcast like if you love the h3 podcast sound off yes because i love ethan and Ela, and you know dan zach ab lena olivia love cam all these people from the h3 podcast like they are my comfort youtube channel and when they don't post it on a certain day that i'm expecting them to post i get so upset like i get it but i get so sad i'm like no they're not posting um but yeah no it's it's one of those things where like 
I know what it does to me when I watch, you know, these YouTubers and these creators, like how it makes me feel. I can only imagine how I make people feel. And that's something that I do not take for granted. And I cannot tell you guys enough how much I appreciate you all for sticking around and sticking around. Some of you have been sticking around since 2020, which shout out to you. Um, but yeah, I love getting recognized. It's one of those things that also feeds the Leo inside of me where I'm just like, I just got recognized. <laughs> no, but it, it does more of like a like a humbling type of feeling than like an ego like filling thing. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> my friend Maddie, love you, bitch. She said, not a question, but more of an assumption. Content creators are rolling in money. Talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, bitch, we are. Um, this is something that I can go into depth on in regards to just overall, like how we make money, how we get um, priced and all that stuff. It, it, There's so much to talk about making money as a content creator. It all is based on how many followers you have, engagement, and then from there you get priced. Um, I work with an agency and so they set up a price for me based on my engagement and based on that i get a sponsorship a company wants to wants three creators my agency pitches me to these agent to these my agency pitches me to the company the brand either picks me or not if they choose me they sign the contract they give them my rate i do the video and i get paid after like 30 plus days and that's where being a content creator becomes a bitch because I wish it was so easy to just get paid right away, but I'll wait up to two months to get paid. And right now I'm in like one of those phases where I'm waiting to get paid and I'm literally running out of money and it's just like slowly dwindling. Luckily, I don't pay the mortgage um, because I would, my dogs would go hungry. I'm not even kidding. Like, um, this content creator life is not the most sustainable if you're not making that much money but if you're like at the level of like Michaela or like you know fucking David Dobrik what did I say him but you know like that level you don't gotta worry about shit like you can do one campaign every three months and you'll be just fine because that shit can cover your expenses for the next four months my campaigns right now cover I want to say like maybe a month, maybe a month. Um, and that's not including like if I travel, if I um, go out and stuff, which I don't, I don't have friends. Um, if I go out and stuff, you know, that's, that's usually what it would cover. But for the most part, it's not enough and I need more. And again, if people knew how much I got paid, they'd be like, oh, all that for a video. Yeah. But it's not like I get that money every week, honey. Okay. It's like every month or every other month. It's still more than the average, uh, you know, job. I make more than, than Andrew, but it's still, I'm still poor. <laughs> the math ain't math. And I, and I really think it has a lot to do with, you know, inflation and the incoming recession that we're all going to be feeling very soon. Um, so yeah, this hot take that content creators are rolling in money don't be fooled some of them uh some of it is all a front not everybody is rolling in money now i do have friends that are rolling in money that are content creators and um my god i wish i was them <laughs> that's all i'll say 
All right, next question. How do you get PR packages sent to you? So if you want to be a content creator and you want to get PR packages, the best thing to do is find the email address um, of any company that has like a PR email and reach out to them. Let them know that you want to work with them. You want to either get free product um, for like maybe to potentially like build a new relationship and or like like to do a brand campaign later on in the year. Um but for me right now, the way I get PR is um, my agents, through my agency. Like sometimes companies will want to send me stuff and they'll send me stuff. But I really don't get a lot of PR. Um, I want to <laughs> because uh, it's it's nice. It's nice like coming home or like opening the door and seeing that you have a package from a brand and you have like all this free product. Like people hate on on creators for getting PR but trust me if y'all were getting a bunch of free product you guys would love it because it's it's nice I, I get PR maybe once every other month or twice every other month I really don't get a lot and I'm about to reach out to my to my manager so she can get me um some more <laughs> um let's see what else I can say uh where did the lemon pepper stepper come from I kind of answered that towards the beginning um, how do you take care of yourself on the harder days? Vaguely related to the theme, but yeah. Um, I take care of myself on the harder days by spending a lot of time by myself. Sometimes it's not by choice, but finding comfort in my own company. Bear, be a good boy. Finding comfort in my own company. Um, I cook, I clean. Let me tell you how I got this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, trip. <laughs> but I, you know, I find comfort in my own solitude. I take a bath. I have like a me day where I do my skincare. I go grocery shopping instead of ordering groceries to the house. Um, it's very important as a content creator to take a day off because we tend to work seven days a week without knowing. Um, and that's something that I've noticed. So Sundays and Mondays are my days of rest. And then Tuesday to Saturday are like my days where I work and focus on like shooting content, emailing, responding to emails, doing meetings and stuff. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Favorite part of being a content creator? Um, I love the community that I've built. Like the fact that I have people that share the same humor as me, it's definitely something that um, fills me with a lot of joy. I love it a lot. Um, this is a hot take. All the male fitness influencers have zero personality, literally, literally zero, not even a grain. You are not wrong. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I'm not very familiar with male influencers, uh, male fitness influencers like the gym bros, but um, I could definitely tell you that from what I've seen, especially like on Drew's TikToks, um, yeah, I would definitely have to agree. Motherfuckers, they... They drink too much protein powder um, that they've lost all sense of being. Uh, let's see. I would love to know your thoughts on the longevity as a creator and how you see your niches playing out, pivoting to different industries. That is an amazing question because if there's one thing that starts to become a hard reality, it's when you start noticing that your relevancy is going down. And that's something that kind of, it can get scary. And you have to figure out, how am I going to bring this audience with me to a different platform? Or how am I going to bring this audience with me 
into a different type of content. So when I shifted from doing movie reactions to cooking videos, these are two completely different audiences that I cater to. Um, some people aren't aware of either or. Like some people don't know that I did movie reactions. Some people don't know that I do cooking videos. I mean, I think more people know that I do cooking videos because it's more uh, common right now. But in regards to um, kind of shifting and like making sure that like, I bring my followers with me, I just stay engaged with them as much as possible and kind of get their feedback on what do you think I should do? Or do you guys like this new idea? Um, I try to be as engaging as possible with you guys. Um, and if I'm not being as engaging as possible, then it's because I'm going through something or I've just gotten lazy for a little bit, but I come back always. Um, and it's, um, it's very hard that's the thing sometimes it's out of our control some people just don't want to follow you on instagram some people don't have instagram or youtube and it's hard to kind of move those audiences so you kind of have to build new audiences on these platforms um and it's uh when it comes to longevity like we see some of these creators that uh are so relevant for years and years like jenna marbles um oh i was gonna say shane dawson but um, you know what I mean? Like those, those content creators that have been able to maintain relevancy for years, it's like, what are they doing that's been sticking? What are they doing that even though they switch up their content, they still have these, um, these like hardcore followers that like stand by them. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the personality, the person that they fall in love with on camera. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, if you're a genuine kind soul and people can see that, that's all that matters. And your followers will go wherever you go. Um, so I think I'm going to reserve these next questions and hot takes for the next episode, because I actually have a meeting in a few minutes and I have to get going. But thank you guys for tuning in to Everything is Tragic with Hilary Star. I am your host, Hilary Star. Make sure to follow me on all social media platforms. Um, and yeah, make sure to decorate for the holidays. And if you don't celebrate the holidays, uh, just continue being your best self. Love you guys um, and take care. Bye.